0: what he is there to be, be gained
1: because after he kills them he goes, he acts like nothing happened and he just goes to work like normally
2: how? Like, I can't even get into an argument and go to work and not
1: think about that all day yeah <laughs> well this dude just goes to work and even though he acted like nothing happened there was obviously people that knew
2: something happened I've been getting more into Italian shit recently because Ancestry said I'm 16%, so... <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> hell
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> and I said, hell yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. To
4: you, gotta, yeah, you gotta adopt an Italian name or something.
2: <sighs> What's a good Italian substitute for Andre? I feel like it's already kind of...
4: Antonio? I don't know. I, literally, I don't know like in a I single mean, like I feel Italian name. Andre Italian is
0: also person,
2: an Italian name. <laughs> I feel lost like as a kind of yeah, Italian it be like like name. to be Italian Andres. Andretti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andretti. Isn't,
4: no
2: you. that's a
0: last Oh name. yeah. That's
4: an a, a well, last yeah. name though. Okay. I
1: mean they could be it's, used either or, right? Like
2: Just call me Ratatouille. But hey, yeah, welcome to Brothers of Murder, where we extensively talk about our hair care routines and meet sweats before we actually record. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast. (laughs) We give you true count cases of color and music that you've probably never heard of because I have amazing taste and I keep telling people that and no one believes me.
0: Well, if they don't believe you by now, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you.
2: I think they just disagree with your taste at that point. Probably. I don't play enough country, I keep hearing. Nah.
0: (laughs) This is not the podcast for country.
2: I love everyone's reaction to that. Disgust.
0: I don't know. I I've heard some like, like worker songs,
4: like Appalachian worker songs. Those can be kind of bangers, but
3: I don't oh, know. Some Nelly, Muddy
2: Waters—that's a banger.
0: To me, that's more like folk, right?
4: Yeah, or like I bluegrass, know. I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, you just do the what the the crossover between Florida Georgia Line and Nelly. Oh, Nelly
2: Oh no! No, N-
4: Nelly. Nelly.
0: Nelly. <laughs>
4: Nelly's from St. Louis. And uh, my fiancé went to the, like, Nelly School for music production. And, like, Ooh. Nelly's, like, a big deal here.
1: Well, I mean, that's no all you guys have in the Arch, right?
4: Yeah, the Arch, Nelly, yeah, a Nelly. bunch of bad regional food.
1: <laughs> and a shitty uh, governor, right? Don't you guys have a shitty governor?
4: Yeah.
0: Pretty we much have all. a shitty governor. Not yeah, okay, I, all.
4: <laughs> new mayor's not so bad, but... The mayor, was
1: it the mayor? My One of my buddies lives in St. Louis, and he does not, like, an elected official there. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which one it was. I just assume it was the governor.
2: But at I mean, any rate, all
0: politicians kind of suck, so.
2: Yeah, it's there's not that big. Too. But at any rate, this episode is about things that aren't trending. But there's a lot that happens in a croup tribe world, a lot of buzz, but a lot of it just doesn't get picked up. And I know that my case is insane, and everyone else's is pretty wild, too. So who wants to go first?
1: Oh, Robert goes uh, first because yes. Robert was last. He we never week goes course. first. Like, yeah, I never get to go first. You always okay. make me up okay,
4: the That end. was a joke. That was a joke. I I'm have nice hair. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can climb rocks. I <laughs> think. <laughs> what do you guys do?
4: So, the angry to my way to the, to the top, light, and like I realized my hair was uneven, so I just like took some pieces and like chunked it down.
2: But now this side is this side is too short. Stop touching it. it yeah, yeah not anymore. You kind of look like... um,
4: I was very anxious and I'm just like, I gotta cut my hair on your couch. I'm sorry, dude.
1: Wait, you did it at that thing that you were at last night?
4: No, I did that before we went to the party. I'm like, this is probably the weirdest thing that's going to happen tonight. And it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, So my case, uh, it was covered locally a lot. Uh, It's based out of Syracuse, New York when I was reading through the case I'm like I don't understand why this didn't show up in like all the true crime circles I'm on in the internet like how is this the first time I'm hearing about this because this is really like weird and usually like hits all the boxes for spooky scary cases so the victim Conquetta Connie Turo uh, lived Syracuse Skyline which is like a specific it's described as a slum the Skyline building is you know very bad for drugs and crime and it's not well maintained and it just has a reputation it's dangerous you live at Skyline Um, so she was an old woman who lived there who was murdered
3: Um,
4: and she kind of just went missing for a little while and no one really noticed because she was an older woman she's 93 she didn't have a lot of connections but a friend of hers who had a long standing lunch like a lunch date like they'd always meet up and go to lunch reported her missing because she's like no she never misses lunch where's Connie Um, and then uh, they did a welfare check and they found her corpse in her apartment in the skyline I keep trying to find another word for slum Uh, skyline (laughs) apartment building
2: Uh, yeah there's no nice way to say slum building
4: (laughs) yeah and she was murdered in an extremely violent way. She had objects uh, shoved down her throat to suffocate her, oh, and then she was stabbed Jesus. many, many what times. That? The kind of scary part beyond just the violent nature of the murder was that she was moved into the apartment, and then the killer lived out of her apartment for an extended period with the corpse. How long have they? Um, Do you say Like how long? Oh my God. Uh, um, I believe it was just a couple of weeks because that's all. I mean, a, I mean, a dead,
0: yeah, that's time a, um, with a dead yeah. body,
2: and then it goes like unnoticed too. Like no one did, did, did he not just leave? Like, no one saw him coming and going? Like
1: almost immediately sets in. And then yeah,
2: I I did see happened. some some
4: people yeah. were speculating that like oh the reason like nobody smelled the body is because like it's skyline, and like you know <laughs> it so always like
1: Did he keep the windows open the whole time?
4: Well, it was actually a she, which is another very <gasps> interesting wrinkle to the story was it was a Damn, very violent man. murder against the an team. older woman that was committed by a woman.
2: Yes, yeah, that'd be a sexist battle. Women can I the really like am.
3: A- <laughs> no, that so was perfect
4: thank you battle. So the killer, uh, Victoria Affitt was 23 years old so also very young. Um, Affitt had been previously picked up for uh, robbing a 70. 70- uh, ish-year-old woman in the same apartment building. Because of the especially cruel and wanton murder, they tried her in Murder in the First Degree for a torture killing due to the, you know, suffocation by, like, forcing objects in her throat. They yeah. don't describe what the objects were and then, you know, stabbing her multiple times. The There was lots of issues between and her attorneys during the, you know, proceedings, like, providing evidence and things. And she a few times tried to uh, enter a guilty plea at, like, inappropriate times. Like, they were still, like, intaking evidence, for example. And then she's like, Judge, I just want to, like, I'm I'm just guilty. Like, I want to enter into a guilty plea. And they're like, well, you you can't do that because we're still, like, seeing evidence. And, like, you know, we have to have all the facts before we can, like, give you a sentence. Like, you can't just say you're guilty right now. And uh, she has been held pretty much in solitary confinement for the majority of the time awaiting her trial. The This happened in 2020. Uh, she was arrested in March of 2020. She was arrested actually a week before the murder of uh, when she robbed that 70-ish-year-old woman. And uh, the family of the victims said that, like, you know, obviously this person has to be in jail. And it's just uh, any family who they said, I think any family who went through something like this will tell you there's no real justice of like, this was a very vulnerable person who was murdered in a brutal way. And like they lived in their apartment. Like that's such a violating.
2: uh, Yeah. I'm I'm, like wondering, was it like, did she go out to murder or was it like a robbery turned murder? Like, well, so we know she has a history of, uh, of, uh, Targeting older people for
4: robberies, so it absolutely yeah, could it have been a robbery turned murder. But it wasn't like, well, she—you just shot her and took her to stuff. You know, it's like there were steps to it. Yeah, like it was—it was a whole process. The company that owns the building, Skyline Apartments LLC, is being sued for negligence and carelessness of the defendant, and the building has been deemed unfit to live in by the city of Syracuse.
2: Hmm. Um, Wonder why.
4: <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that changes the living situation for those people and that family, you know, ideally gets some sort of financial help when it comes to, like, closing the estate of the family and, you know, burial costs and things like that.
2: This kind of reminds me of that, uh, there's a case that Kelly covered a while ago on Instagram, that man who kept murdering those old women in in an apartment complex in New York.
0: Yeah, yes. And
2: for a I while, the conflict, people kept like complaining that, that this place is unsafe. And it took like several ugly women getting murdered for them to put like cameras up finally. It was just like, is like the ugly community does not get enough protection?
4: No. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the, the articles that I'm referencing just say he lived there for, or she lived there for several weeks. So, okay. Hmm. How, lo- how long is that actually? Because there's a big difference between two and four in my eyes. Yes,
1: especially or six. A decum- I was going to
4: say, honestly, any amount of time spent living with a, a corpse is too much for me.
2: Uh, yeah i'm surprised that no one just seen her like coming and going i'm assuming she probably just sat in that apartment and going. not well anywhere. i
4: mean she might be a resident of the apartments you know she committed uh, a crime sense. there before so maybe people like still saw her like getting mail and stuff And I'm like, i haven't seen you at your apartment but you're around
2: she's like mind your business and just runs away
4: <laughs> i would say yeah also it sounds like the kind of person that you don't talk to
0: well, I mean, yeah, in they a they place like a that, reputation. with the reputation that it has, it's just kind of like sounds like a like I'm not going to ask questions, you know. I'm to
4: mind my
2: business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: So yeah, that is, that is the case of the murder of Conquetta Turi.
2: Well, sheesh. All right, battle. I'm going to throw it at you. You're next.
1: Okay, my case takes place like uh, a few years ago, but I remember reading about it and. <clears throat> thought it was really interesting. But overall, my case today is about domestic violence. And prior to getting started with my case, I'd like to talk about domestic violence a little. So when you all think about domestic violence, what do you think about? Like, what comes to mind? Usually Mm.
0: like a male partner beating a female partner. But I mean, obviously, it it comes in various forms, but that seems to generally be the most common.
4: I think of, like, that sta- those stages of, like, trying to isolate someone and, like, that, like, process of, like, breaking them down psychologically so they feel like they cannot ask for help.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The steps, like, isolating and um, yeah. breaking down nope. someone's self-confidence yeah. and, like, like self Normalizing
2: shitty behavior.
0: Yeah. Gaslighting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty much. So I-, I think to sum it up, like, for me, when I think about domestic or people who commit domestic violence against their loved ones or someone they say they love is for wanting power and control. And they will do the most negative things possible, especially negative, like life-changing things possible to get that type of power and control that they want. But what is important to understand about domestic violence is that any. It, this type of abuse is learned. It's not something that people are inherently born with or wanting that inherent need to want to hurt people, especially the people that they're around. And I know, generationally speaking, looking back at my dad's generation, there was a lot of dis- domestic violence um, that was mislabeled as, I need to teach my kid a lesson. And that means beating their kid so mm-hmm. that they would strike fear and gain their obedience over their kid right so we could call it for what it is that's not teaching a kid a lesson or that's not yeah
2: like like back then that was like normalized too because my mom grew up in that type of environment where like getting beat on the head with a like a broomstick was normal yeah (laughs) like like the story she would tell me about abuse to her from her mom and her uncles and aunts like shit's like wild like they would just whatever was close to them would just pick up and throw it at a kid for just like talking without being told to talk that's terrible
1: like, it just sucks and i am my, my dad has a first-hand account on it and i have a first-hand account on like domestic violence because of my dad and with my dad instead of breaking this cycle of domestic violence he actually continued it see that's the thing about abuse because although there are these types of experiences or these experiences that <clears throat> individuals face, each individual that does or inflict domestic violence on their, their loved ones has to make a conscious decision to continue to do that or to stop it because we have free will. That's something again, it's learned. And for me, frankly, in my experience, I choose not to continue that cycle <clears throat> But in any case, if you know someone or, or yourself are or experience something with domestic violence, there's the hotline.org that you can go to to get help. And in their website, they state that everyone deserves to have a healthy and loving, respectful relationship no matter what. So when you're ready, you could reach out or you can give that information to someone. But my case today is about Nishanti Davis, a second grade teacher, Chloe Davis Green, a three-year-old girl and Duran Boswell Johnson. So Nishanti, Nishanti and Duran, they had Chloe together. And although they had a daughter, it didn't seem like things worked out between them, which is fine because it's very common. Like sometimes, you know, people have kids together and they don't stay together and that doesn't make them bad people. It's It's okay. <clears throat> Since they were not together and it seemed that Nashante had custody of Chloe, Duran was ordered to pay child support in November of 2015 in the amount of $600 a month. And as a parent, $600 a month for raising a kid is not enough, because daycare alone... Right I was, I was now, just thinking cost that. <laughs> daycare costs me $1,300 a month. Um, Shit. Jesus is Christ. That's rent. Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> so... Not everyone agrees with child support. However, if you are, if you're part of making a child, you should bear responsibility. For <laughs> the same,
2: yeah,
1: like
0: that's yeah, just I how don't, it is. I don't get that that whole like backlash against paying child support. Like
2: mm-hmm. the kid needs I support. Sir. <laughs> well, I think it's
4: just it's kind of like the welfare queen myth of like people build this straw man argument that like, Oh, you're like your baby mom is going to use all that money to like buy clothing or like a car or something. Um, not not to mention that your child needs clothing and to be transported in a car and (laughs) like it was the
1: basics. It's ridiculous in my opinion. I don't, I I hate that argument that people shouldn't get child support, whatever. That's not the point. (laughs) Fast forward to, February 2nd, 2016. Duran confronts Nishante early in the morning while she was trying to get Chloe in the car, like put her in her car seat to get the day started.
2: Were they living together?
1: They weren't living together from what I was reading, but I think he just went over there. Because I know that they weren't together, for sure. So this confrontation was to have Nishante drop the order to pay her child support. And I'm assuming some argument argue- arguments went down, and only those two actually knew what they were arguing about. But based on what happens next, it's easy to assume that Nishante did not want to drop these orders. So, in Cold Blood, to get out of paying child support, Duran shoots both Nishante and Chloe multiple times, killing both of them. Because he didn't want to pay child support.
4: And what was the age of the child?
1: She was three. So oh. I read. I read some sources say that she was two. Then I read some saying three. But then I looked at a court document that referred to her as three. So I. I mean, three. a baby's a
2: baby. You shot a baby. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I, not just
1: a baby, but
0: his baby. Ba- yeah. 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 Baby. I'll never understand that kind of stuff either, because it's like, what, what, what do you think is going to happen if you do this? Yeah, maybe you won't have to pay child support anymore, but you're, but you're gonna to go to fucking prison. Yeah. Like well, what is there to, to be gained?
1: Cuz after he kills them, he goes he acts like nothing happened and he just goes to work. Like
2: normally. How? Like I can't even get into an argument. And they go to work and not think about that all
3: day. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, this dude just goes to work, and even though he acted like nothing happened, there was obviously people that knew something happened, because later that day, police came to his job and took him into custody, and while in ter- while in custody, they did an interrogation, and they read him his Miranda rights, but he waived those rights for some reason. So, he uh-huh. himself. Yeah, the interrogation went on, and it was a long one, and it continued into the next day. And during that interrogation, sometime during that interrogation, he was taken on a ride along with some detectives to find the murder weapon, the gun. And during that ride along or during the interrogation, Duran eventually confessed to those murders. So after 26 hours of being interrogated, Duran pled guilty to the murders, or he said, yeah, I did it. However, before his trial, he said, he stated that the statement that was obtained was based upon an illegal arrest because they came into his job and took him while he was working. They said it was like an illegal arrest that they made against or He said that's what the defense said, said for him to do. And he also said that the statement was not voluntary. So it was either him or his defense said that the statements were not voluntary because based on the fact that they took him on an illegal arrest. But they had... The the jury, when he was in court, the jury had already seen all the evidence. And by them saying that it was involuntary and it was an illegal arrest, they did a suppression hearing, which a suppression hearing is pretty much where certain evidence can be thrown out if it violates an individual's rights.
3: Okay.
1: So they did a suppression hearing for him where they threw out some of like the evidence. However, like I said, they had already seen all that, and a lot of this information I obtained was through an unreported opinion. And what that an unreported opinion is a non-publication of legal opinions it's the practice uh, is the practice of the court issuing unpublished opinions. And an unpublished opinion is a decision of a court that is not available for citation as precedent because the court deems it to have insufficient, uh, precedential value. So the information of the court deemed it, that it didn't have any value merit yeah. for the actual, uh, for the no so it was talked about in court but it didn't help the the process along so that's why it's an that's why it's con- considered an unreported opinion but it still came from the court like yeah. someone was like a stenographer someone was writing the court writer
4: Yeah that's that thing we're kind of talking about is sometimes called the fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine so like any evidence that's obtained in an illegal way cannot be used and that it sounds like that's the argument they're trying to make that anything that they got from the arrest of him so that confession isn't admissible because it was obtained illegally
0: what What made the arrest illegal
1: i i think because of how they arrested him they went to his like place of like work and i was reading through the document talked about how like it was illegal because of how he was arrested and i guess the conditions that he were arrested under and he also talked about because he wasn't read his Miranda rights even though he wasn't he was he, like, he like,
2: waived like, them. them and
1: mm-hmm. then also they said after so long of being interrogated it just like gave them a false gave him the false um plea say yeah he did it even though he may have not did it that's what they're trying to argue but when reading through those documents it showed they had a lot of evidence against him saying like there was some he was very cooperative with them <clears throat> and he was willing to tell them what they wanted what they wanted to hear or what he believed his truth was so he wasn't it was it was a way for the defense
2: to get charged. Make a drugged. defense, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, but it was like, all right, if you ain't answer. do it, then who the fuck did it then? Yeah. Did, he <laughs> did he not shoot these you?
0: two people in broad daylight he in did. the middle of like, the street?
1: It was in the, yeah in the, yeah pretty much. Hmm. So
4: you're grasping at I straws. I defense.
1: It's really weird, but you can, I have the link to the unreported opinion, and it's from like the court uh, in Maryland. It's from their official website, but.
0: Oh, this happened in Maryland?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, during the hearing, both the prosecution and the defense gave evidence and witness. And after presenting everything to the court, I think after two hours of deliberation, they found him guilty for murdering his daughter and his daughter's mother over child support. And as of now, he is serving two consecutive life sentences without a chance of parole for just not—for murdering— In order to get out of child support, and another thing that they found that why he is guilty was because prior to murdering them, they say that the daughter was more more was the actual target because prior to murdering them, he was googling how to get how to terminate child support, how to get rid of child support. So, like he had the intention of trying to figure out how to do it, and this was what he came up with because what
2: Google search results said, kill the baby.
1: Yeah, so. That's why they, it's, like, more... This is definitely because he had a child that he did not want. But, yo, if you could fuck like an adult, get ready for adult... It's the bullshit, yeah. Adult shit, like, exactly. Like, don't... Like, this is life.
2: Like Consequences like, sorry, if you
0: for my actions? What?
2: what? <laughs> In this economy? <laughs> In this like, economy? sir, if you don't pick up a third shift...
1: Like... Yeah, so... <clears throat> That's my case. Sorry, everyone.
2: That would got my blood racing. <laughs> the all yeah, I was gonna that? say yeah,
4: the, you, it's like the death of a child, like and a violent death, and a violent death by the father.
1: An educator gets murdered, and like a yeah. girl, like what, what, what?
2: Oof. All right, Kelly, you want to take oh, it off?
0: Yeah, hold on one second. What?
2: Now I'm a hot. Battle.
0: <laughs> I know. I just like. Just I just want to shake some someone something. I don't know.
2: And now a message from our sponsors.
0: All right, uh, my case is about Shea Vanderpump. Um, not
2: not uh, not related to the Vanderpumps.
0: Yes, of no relation to the famous Vanderpumps. Vanderpump um, rules. <laughs> She um, she was a 23-year-old woman from New Jersey who was killed in Trenton in the early morning hours of July 30th, 2021. A 911 call was allegedly placed by the man charged with her death, 36-year-old Daniel Smith, who was ID'd by witnesses and caught on security footage leaving the scene of the crime. When police and emergency services arrived, they discovered Vanderpump still alive after being shot in the face. She was rushed to the hospital but died shortly thereafter. A GoFundMe set up for her funeral cost said she died protecting a loved one, but there's not any information explaining, like, what that meant specifically. But she was a trans woman and a well-known advocate for the LGBTQIA community in New Jersey and her specific area. And police are looking into whether or not that had it, like... Whether or not transphobia had anything to do with that altercation that led to her death, the unfortunate thing too is that, of course, like in like at least one of the articles I read, and surprisingly, the GoFundMe that was set up to um, cover her funeral costs were like deadnamed and misgendered her. Didn't I? I by because it was Wait, set up by right, the family. okay. okay, okay. <laughs> well, the- I don't. I don't know, cause so like. Like within her, um, her like dead name, her last name does not match, doesn't match the person who set it up. Because I did want to say, I did, I got her name from there's this, I would say, an influencer on Instagram who routinely goes and like makes basically like memorial posts to about people who we don't hear about. Yeah. Um, his, their, the handle is, um, the eavesdropper, but instead of like, the way Eves is normally spelled, it's like Y V E S. So, but they they cover a lot of stuff like that doesn't get a lot of media coverage. The, one of the things that seemed like th- is that the guy who shot her was—I don't know if she lived in the home, but um, she was in this particular residence, and one of the other people who lived there brought this man home with them, and so I guess just. Yeah, there's not a lot of in, like information on like what exactly happened, but he mm-hmm. ended up shooting her and then running away, and then he went to his parents' mom's house and was caught later at a traffic stop because they were looking specifically for him.
4: Hmm. So, could ass. be some sort of like intimate inti- intimate partner violence. I don't know.
0: They, I don't think that they were involved that way because mm-hmm. I believe the way that it seemed that he came home with another person and
4: mm-hmm. okay, and
0: so she was, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it said that she was protecting a loved one, so maybe, yeah, there's something happened between Ooh. him and the, the woman. The person that brought him home, yeah. 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 But
4: and in custody, country. right?
0: You said yes. they were in Well, okay. yeah, he is charged and, um, I believe arrested at the traffic stop, so. Okay. But that's as much as I know so far.
2: Got his ass. Mm-hmm. So now my case isn't much better. I feel like all of our cases kind of surrounded, other than Roberts, surrounded like DV in a sense, Ooh. which was not intentional. <laughs> so domestic violence. Like, yes, domestic violence. So yeah, so now my case is about Latima Warren, who, when I came across this, I was more just, it, it's a lot. So she was a 32-year-old woman who went missing in Detroit and was found murdered and dismembered in the basement of her boyfriend's home in mid-January. Now, Warren was reported missing by her family in December 28th. She was found just a couple short weeks after she went missing. Now, her family states that in early stages of Warren's disappearance, her case was not taken seriously by anyone, which is a theme when it comes to black and women who go missing. Like, that's not anything new. Now, her grandmother, uh, Gwen Parks, was relentless and did, like, all the legwork and pressing the police to do something. She told local media that she grew suspicious personally when the ex-boyfriend of Warren told her. Well, when the ex-boyfriend was told that she's missing, he just didn't care or do anything and told the grandmom actually that she was missing nearly a week prior to the reported date. So when they reported her missing to her boyfriend, he said, like, oh, well, she's been missing a week ahead of that. So It was like, why didn't you say anything to us? If she was if you knew she was been missing for a week already, why didn't you contact us or call the police? So then Gwen filed a missing persons report on Sunday, January 16th in 2022. She also put up flyers around the area and was just like hitting the pavement and telling people that her granddaughter's missing. So a search party found some of her clothes in the backyard of a couple homes in the area on that Sunday. And law enforcement, after serving a search warrant, arrested Ronald Walters after finding human remains hidden in the basement in a couple bags. And some parts were also found scattered around the residence. And they didn't say where in the res- residence. it just said scattered around the home. So I don't know if they were like, They kept some body parts in the basement and others were just kind of just haphazardly in bags around the house or backyard, but they weren't all together. So now they were in a relationship and they shared a three month year old child. At the time of his arrest, there had been a child in a home who was unharmed, but it has not been reported whether that child was their child together. This is all still new. So then Warren had also been the mother of three other children who now have to bear the burden of losing their mother to domestic violence. The so has- the, were there children in the house while the body parts were in the house? Her three children weren't there. It's okay. only reported that there was a young child there, but they didn't say the name, obviously. And they, hasn't made, they haven't made it clear if that baby was their baby together. They said that there was also a child in the home, too. That was unharmed and fine. Now the family started up a GoFundMe to assist with funeral cross and just raising up you know other funds that they need. So far, they have like eight thousand dollars donated, and I'll link all that too. Uh her death was ruled a homicide, and Walters is currently being held without bond and uh Wayne County detention facility. And I'm gonna keep an eye on that because I want to see. Exactly what's been going on with that because that is not often that you hear about dismemberment, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, in a circle back to what Battle says, we're gonna put all the resources to domestic violence in the show notes because I didn't even expect this episode to be so DV heavy, <laughs> but it, it was
4: man, yeah, to like mutilate a body in any sort of way, like, really, like. Cements in my mind, like your disconnect from people. Like this, not yeah. only could, did you like kill someone in like you know the heat of a moment or like a fight gone wrong, but then you like butchered them. Were, it's like overkill. Like, like, it's over. Yeah, uh, right? evil enough yeah. to like try to hide the evidence in a like a brutal way.
2: And not just that, but it's like you kept them. Like you, why'd you keep
4: it?
0: Yeah. What are you, you gonna know. do it?
2: Yeah. Like you didn't. You didn't even try to get rid of it. You just you held on to it which makes it even a lot more creepier. Thank god whatever child was there was unharmed but i they're probably going to need therapy.
4: Yeah, i wonder what their age was cuz like if they're like really really young, who knows, maybe they can just like get out totally clean. But i mean, if they're not, they might have like memories of that place and if once they find out what happened there, i think that that would really fuck me up.
2: Oh, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this was an episode, and this one was kind of heavier than I expected it to be, but, you know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Do you have Our anything to plug?
4: We're, like, from ages, like, 3
2: to 93. We got the whole range. Yeah. So, we, uh, we got anything to plug? Battle? You back on the meat sweats? I know you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want to promote your meat sweats?
1: <laughs> so, everyone, I started eating meat again, um... Cause Lila's on solids and we want to make sure she has a diverse like diet or at least be able to try a bunch of stuff. And my weight meat sweats come from eating Southern dishes that are just extremely meat and fat heavy. That makes me sick <laughs> and crispy. I mean, it makes me sick
2: and crispy. It's deceased. <laughs> What's this, this is what deceased. Kisses from the homies
1: that was a wet kiss for me
2: that was a moist one time now for your latest weather forecast
3: when you put your hand in my jacket i'm thinking so irrational you flew me international now We could spend hours reading the signals But that's so unoriginal What if we took this back to my house? Under all these lights I gotta take a minute, take a minute, take a minute to calm down But I feel like If I told you I was ready right this minute Do you think that it would turn you on? I just feel like you need to know If I told you I was ready right this minute Run off and tell someone I just feel like you need to know Don't wanna feel like a wasting time. Tell me, should I go and call up a taxi? We can make out for play in the backseat. Please tell me now how that all sounds. You can sleep in while I make breakfast, watch cartoons and talk about exits. And if you're happy, stick around. I just feel like this Never felt a you like this If I told you I was ready right this minute Do you think that it would turn you on? I just feel like you need to If I told you I was ready right this minute Would you just run off and tell someone? I just feel like you need to Right here Right now We're running out of things to talk about If I told you I was ready Ready right this minute Do you think that it would turn you on?